This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. This is Mike Rallman from the Be Our Guest podcast, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 197 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And we are closing in. Now, it's true. We've had a couple of flashbacks, getting us ready for the Donna in the feed over the last couple of weeks. We and have. even as this podcast episode airs, we are still recovering from and preparing to share everything from this year's Donna Marathon Weekend 2022, the 15th anniversary and the return of the amazing and incredible Marathon Weekend. Yes. Yes. And in sharing all of those, that, that back catalog stuff, we haven't fudged the numbers on the show. No, we didn't number those. We didn't number those. You know, so. like Apple May. Well, yeah, yeah. As items our, in our feed. Yes. Items in our feed, we're well past 200, but yeah. episodes proper. We're closing in. We're yeah. almost there. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too. And I think that, you know, while we're co- recovering from an incredible weekend in Jacksonville, what better than to share an amazing Orlando event from January? As a lot of our fellow Runcation Nation members head off to Princess. Yeah, that's right. We so have the Princess Marathon. They're, they're half closing marathon in. Coming up. I'm looking at a few members of the Runcation Nation. Now, re- refresh my memory. Princess, we've never run. No. Half only or half and full? No, no. Not a full. Not a full. Mm-mm. Okay. No. They do that. Uh, they do the challenge, so 5K, 5K 10K, 10K, half, but no full. Gotcha. No okay. full. Yeah. So several members of the Runcation Nation are in their taper, and they have their eyes on the prize. It's so funny hearing them talk about being in the taper and that frustration that you that we've discussed before on the show. Uh, and for those that don't know, the taper is you've already hit your peak of max mileage running And you are tapering off. You have to rest your body over the last few days and weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really weeks. Mm -hmm. It's a couple of weeks so that you can maximize all that training on race day. Yeah, you you don't want to overtrain those muscles. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny when you talk to runners. Who are, oh. who are doing it. They're so frustrated because they've been so accustomed to... There are some of them that love it, though. 
Yeah, but I'm shocked at the amount of people I see that get annoyed. And they're like, I want to run more. I want to run more. And they know that they shouldn't, but they want to. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when they're injured. Same thing. Yeah. It's that same mindset. I can relate completely. (laughs) Totally. But yes. So while you have your eyes on that prize and we're gearing up for Gasparilla at the end of the month. That's right. We are. We thought we would flash back to our return to the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend and our running of the 10K. Yeah, we're catching up. We ha- we're coming off the holidays. We're oh, coming sure. to life and everything else. Yeah. And we have been prepping for Donna so much. We're just taking our time and getting through. And we've got this amazing weekend to talk to you guys about. If you've been considering doing a Disney race weekend of mm-hmm. any kind, when you're making those calculations, I think that Marathon Weekend has to be in any discussion. Of course. It is the biggest race weekend that Disney hosts mm-hmm. of all of them. In spite of the fact it may not be our favorite necessarily, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course. Uh, but it is the biggest that attracts the most people. And I think it's because they have certain events there that mm. really they only have there, mm. which is... Uh, the marathon itself. The marathon itself. The dopey challenge. Dopey. Uh, goofy? Yes. Yeah, and goofy. You got it. I got it. <laughs> you got it. And I, you were talking about the taper. I specifically thought we should hold this recap and this runcation recap, if you will, till just before princess so it wets everybody's whistle and they can make it through the taper absolutely so it was on purpose i will, well i'm that's I, what i'm that's my story i'm I sticking to it love your marketing genius um, I, I, yeah you know, sure I, it would work on me okay it's gonna work on me because oh. i'm gonna listen to this ahead of princess when we're running Gasparilla. <laughs> when we're running Gasparilla, yes. <laughs> we're running a different race completely. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the the marathon weekend and the 10K specifically. That's our run. But this, yeah. I think, AIM, is, a, oh. is an incredibly special episode for food and beverage. I do too. It's something that you and I have been looking forward to for... Months. Months, if not years. Years. Yes. And we finally did it. We did. Very special occasion. When you look back at 2021, we spent six months of it on that 75 hard challenge. Well, thanks to me. Yes. Uh, roughly six no. months. No, it was. It's okay. I own It was that. good for us. Oh, it was. In of terms of training and in terms of and mental conditioning. fortitude. Yes. So I think this was a great celebratory meal that we just kept eyeballing and eyeballing this restaurant got to get in there we got to get in there and we finally did it and the restaurant we are talking about that we're going to be discussing for both food and beverage on this week's episode is a restaurant called bull and bear and this is a restaurant at the waldorf astoria hotel in orlando so it's not on disney property proper it's right it's adjacent it is we'll talk more about exactly where it's located it's, but it's disney adjacent that's a, yeah, that's a great way to put it it's fabulous though so i say we kick this off with some shout outs if you want a shout out for an accomplishment or you would like us to shout out one 
of your friends or members of your family, people who are a part of the Runcation Nation, email us, info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. You can write it out and we will read it. You could attach a little voice memo and we could play it so that you become podcast famous, runny drink podcast famous. Or you could call us and leave us a voicemail. Go old school. At 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Leave us a voicemail. We would like to start with a very special shout out in this portion of the show. This is one that actually resulted in Amy tearing up. Yes. As we have mentioned in the past, when no. when I get these messages that pop up from yes. time to time, when you amazing people decide that you are going to become a patron of our show, and we're going to talk more about Patreon later in the show, mm-hmm. that is something so special to us, mm-hmm. and it absolutely floors me, and it makes Amy just tear up and so incredibly thrilled and humbled and this is no exception we are especially thankful and grateful for all of our patrons and we add somebody new to the runcation nation patrons mark valentine became our newest founder on patreon.com slash runny drink podcast mark host of this Diz Life podcast, which you can check out on any podcast platform or at thisdizlife.com. And you might, if you check out some of those back catalog episodes, you might find a couple of your favorite Runcationer podcasters on yes. those shows. And we may be gearing up for something else because he was so kind and generous to us had us come on the show for oscar season last year yes and actually do the foodie awards and apparently it was a hit so we've been invited back oh i hope so and i can't i hope it it it, we pull it off and it'll be just such great fun on a on a really just inspiring note when people reach out to us and say, I'm thinking about running my first race, what do I do? We've had a couple of people recently do that. That's just had a huge impact on me because I think of myself as a back of the pack runner. Who's out there just to make the most of the race entry fee, like our shirts say. Uh, but... When somebody reaches out to us and says, I need some advice, I need some training tips, some gear recommendations, uh, what should I do about this run-walk-run ratio, it means a lot. And Mark reached out to us as he was training for his first 5K at Disney, which will take place over Princess Half Marathon Weekend. And he's doing it in costume. And he's doing it in costume. (laughs) Which I love. And I love that. We should do more of that. We love having you as part of our Runcation Nation, and you will rock your 5K, sir. We cannot wait to hear all about it. Absolutely. And thank you for becoming a patron of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And check him out at thisdislife.com. But that's not our only shout-out. No! This week. 
We have a bunch. Jessica's always at it. Her comeback after physical therapy is incredible. It is. And she is living the runcation lifestyle. Yes. And I love it. And this is a shout out from uh, even before the Donna Marathon weekend that we're still recovering from even now. But Jessica, Harley Running Gal on Instagram, she ran the Big Beach Half. Yes, and you know, great photos that she was sharing yeah. on her social media of that. And I love that metal. Mm-hmm. Lots of like great. stained glass. Like, you love that in, effect, don't you? I, I really do. The When metal designers take that extra step and they add mm-hmm. those, those transparent features that mm-hmm. let light come through, I, I think yeah. when it's done right, mm-hmm. and that metal looked like it was. And it looked huge, too. So congratulations. Yeah. You rock. Great job. And we also have James Miller. Yes. Also known as James Loves Trail Runs. On Instagram. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. He did the Hot Chocolate 15K. Which was a virtual, I believe. And that's a distance we haven't done. No. And he did it for St. Jude. And in preparation for the Bakersfield half. Yeah. What a great organization, St. Jude. Mm -hmm. and uh, JoJo runs for them. Yes. And, and just thank you so much yeah. for getting out there, pounding out the the mileage and raising funds for worthy causes. I just, mm-hmm. I, that is just amazing. And I know that there are more of you out there. So make sure that when you're completing your races, showing off your extended training runs, that you use the hashtag Runcation Nation or you email or call us and tell us about it so that we can shout you out and we can keep the motivation and inspiration and love going in the Runcation Nation. Absolutely. So we've shouted everybody out. Let's talk running. Yeah. Let's talk about Marathon Weekend. The return. The return. We're back. It's yeah, back. It's back. And we haven't been back to it in quite a while, actually. When, gosh, if I think back, our last time at Marathon Weekend, was that Chippendale? Yes. That was the Chippendale Marathon Relay. Relay. And they did that only Once. one year. Once. And that was our last time there. And it was a cold weekend, as I recall. Yes. Very chilly. It was cold the first time we ever participated in that. That was our first half marathon ever ever because the wine and dine was a relay our first yeah our first wine and dine was a, was a relay you're right mm-hmm. and they don't do that event anymore Mm-mm. so yeah it's been a while it's been at least seven or eight years gosh yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah at least that so it was interesting to get back because this like i said at the show intro this is the biggest race weekend for disney yes and originally we signed up because the woman that makes our show international, Rhonda Lee, was headed down for Dopey. Yes. To do the 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full. And and should we differentiate? That's Dopey. That's Dopey. Goofy is what for Goofy the listeners? Goofy is the half and the full. So if you do the half and the full, you get a third challenge medal. Yeah. And if you do the Dopey, you get the 5K, 10K, half, full, and challenge medal. And you get not only the dopey, but the goofy challenge You get the medal. dopey it's all, and it's the goofy. All so it. you it's, end up yeah. getting six medals. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like it's no joke like when you say the Mr. T starter kit. And uh, conditions on the ground being what they were, she was unable to make it 
So we had to bring the race weekend to her. Yeah. So I hope that we did that successfully. And it was Walt Disney World's return to live racing at their biggest weekend. It was. And this is their first time doing this event Mm. post-pandemic. Yes. And... Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the strategy and the course. Well, and then we'll talk a little bit about maybe some some differences or things that we observed. Yes, let me rewind a step and talk about the expo because Oh yeah, I'm skipping we, I'm skipping the expo. Well, because we ran into we actually had meetups even though Rhonda Lee couldn't be there unscheduled meetups we had unscheduled meetups we did with anna runs on coffee and Susie runs at 50 yes and instagram handles perfectly imperfect maria all on instagram and uh brianna runs disney yeah i think i got them we were right in the middle of the of the expo floor and there's hundreds if not a couple thousand people in there and all of a sudden it's like "I i know you and so you'll see them in our episode artwork we saw them at the expo, and then we saw and met uh, more at the post-race parking lot celebration. Yes. Which we'll talk we'll about. We'll talk about that in a minute. And they're also in the episode artwork. So so the expo. In, yeah. in typical Disney fashion, when Disney hosts a race at Disney World or in, in Orlando, Orlando, you end up going to the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Which for, is a massive complex. This, Yeah, if you've never been, this complex is a multi-building, multi-field sports complex of multiple sports. Soccer, yeah. baseball. Yeah. Uh, um, track. And they've got this gigantic indoor, or two two of these gigantic indoor expo halls. Plus, I mean, they've got like three huge buildings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but one of them is a is a stadium. Yeah. So it's just massive. It is. It, it, it's a really impressive structure. Mm-hmm. And you go to one building to do your check in and your bib pickup. I like that they've separated that out. From shirts? From shirts and from expo and, like, merch. I like that it's spread out across three buildings. See, I, you and I will differ on this. Okay. You like Just that. for crowd control. For crowd control, yes. Because you actually do, the, the big the big pickup was very quick. Mm-hmm. Lots of volunteers. Shout out to them. Yes. And they, they were very nice yeah. and did a great job. And, and you go and you, you present your ID and they make sure that you are who you say you are. And if you're doing a challenge, they actually take your photo to make sure you are. When you come across, they are comparing your, your face to the picture and better mm-hmm. be the same person. So security measures were in place. Uh, the bib pickup was super smooth. Oh, yeah. No no issues at all. I think we were in and out in 10 minutes tops. Yeah. And, and most of that was walking. Yeah, and the expo floor to get the t-shirts. I was going to say, so you go in, you enter the main expo hall on the second floor. You can look down, you get a great bird's eye view of everything's going on. And, and I would say it was pared down a bit. But it was still big. It yes, I I I did not feel like it was a lesser expo experience. Mm-mm. It was a little bit 
more not as many booths i would say yeah it was a little scaled back like you said but not so much that you felt like oh there's a lot of empty space here no what what i think is there were fewer of the gigantic booths right you know, we've the, been in there in years past and they've said the entire know, retail stores otter boxes just got this huge experience or new balance aftershock or what the big brands are okay yeah, or like they have a little mini kitchenette doing demos Yeah, for like the vegan cheese. That's how we found the Daya vegan cheese. Yes. Right? Yes, that's true. So in years past, it's been really tight. Oh, yeah, like hard booth to move. To booth to booth to booth. I, this felt a little bit more spread out, but still big. Still big. And when you're inside of a building at Disney World, they are requiring masks. Yes. So you have to be mindful of that. Make sure mm-hmm. that you're bringing a mask with you. Yes. Um, we might have taken our masks off super quick to get selfies. To take photos. With uh, fellow Instagrammers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and runners. So. But the the actual expo itself, I think, was well attended mm-hmm. and very well done. Yes. And, uh, hey, the athletic brewing was back they were back yeah i love them uh, we've had them on the show this is uh the non-alcoholic brews love that that they're doing their best to make uh non-alcoholic beers that taste like beer yeah and we really are and again not sponsors of the show mm-hmm. just really like the product mm-hmm. we got introduced to them at a disney expo yeah and they were back again so apparently it seems to be working for so them it's good for them and, and again this expo really did have everything you could possibly want as far as food nutrition extra gear mm-hmm. things you may have forgotten or lost fit to run was there yeah yeah so so plenty of retail i just think where i was sad was going to the merchandise building Oh. I was sad. Yes. This might be the closest thing that you're going to hear to a negative review on the Runny Drink podcast. We love Disney. We love the race experience and all of that. But this was made me sad. Well, you made me go. (laughs) I know. I know you wanted to skip it. I wanted to skip it completely. I had already been reading before we even got there, reading things online about if you didn't arrive on Wednesday... Yeah. That you could probably forget finding merchandise, certain merchandise like magnets, uh, um, certain shirts. I did it shirts. It, yeah, a lot of the I did it shirts. So much was gone on the first day. Mm-hmm. And they were holding some stuff back. They've What they've done is they have put a limit to the number of items per SKU or SKU barcode on mm-hmm. that you're allowed to buy mm. however you're allowed to buy two of any skew yeah well what what is happening apparently from re- other reports is that you will have people coming in and buying two of everything and they'll have three or four people with them and even the the kids in the group are buying two of everything it's so, t- it's tough i'm sure it's tough to monitor that and and figure out how to make it all work. We walked in there, and there was... And we we arrived on what day? Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Yeah. We arrived on Thursday. And, which was day two. Which was day two. Of the and, expo. And in the afternoon, 
and the merch for the 10K was, One, I, we could not get any of it. 100% gone. And I, to the point where I, even, I, I went to one of the cast members and I said, I know this is a stupid question. <laughs> As I utter it, I know how dumb this sounds. Mm. But uh, am I to believe that, that there was no 10K merchandise produced? Or has it all you sold out? You knew the answer when you asked and the she question. And said, she said, no, it was here. It all sold out. Okay. So I think that Disney needs to do a better job of policing that. I think that it needs to be you get in if you have a bib. Uh, I, I'm at that point with it now uh, because yeah. this is like the third Disney race that we've done where we've not been able to get. And we're not looking for a lot. We have two. We own two vehicles. We'd like to buy two car magnets. Two car magnets or maybe a magnet yeah. and an I did it shirt. That's yeah. it. It's, in the right size for us. In the correct size. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and in this particular case, we couldn't have even bought a small, if we wanted to, that did not exist. They right. had to replace. So that we could wear that on our arms. Said that they, had, they actually replaced the section of 10K merchandise with, with okay. the general run Disney merch. Yeah. So if I had a critique, my critique is that Disney needs to do a better job there. Uh, I, I and get, hopefully they will. I understand that their goal is to sell as much merchandise as possible. Hopefully they will. It's a rough, uh, that's a rough one. For I, a re- lot of I really hope that they will. So let's get to our strategy and the course. Yes. So Epcot. Epcot. And the start of the race. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Experimental prototype city of tomorrow access to the start corrals this year <laughs> some a lot of things changed mm-hmm. this this year this is their first time back mm-hmm. when we arrived we drove yes and we arrived we park what they normally would do it would basically be to walk you kind of from from one area of the parking lot where parking is permitted to the other area of the parking lot where it's been blocked off and converted to the the um, start, start and the corrals and the corrals. Mm-hmm. However, this year they decided instead it would be a great idea to make everybody walk all the way to the front of the park and go through and have to go through security, security and go through the metal detectors. Yeah. I am very, very mixed on this. Well, I get safety first. I get it. But I don't know. There has to be a better way. Well. Then your 10K becoming almost a half marathon. (laughs) (laughs) I exaggerate. Well, uh, you're not exaggerating by too much. It was was probably an additional mile worth of walking by the time it's all said and done. Okay. Because they filtered everybody through the initial gates for security. I, I... just i am so mixed on this yeah my public safety background on the one hand makes me think okay this is a good idea yeah on the other hand the i i don't know that the the benefit is really there for an event like this and that security efforts could be taken in other ways to to help guarantee safety for people on the course but maybe that was a change that they elected to make that was a choice Yes. That was a choice that they made. So we went and we did it. We had it. And one thing that we changed, we did make a quick stop at a food truck. Oh, yeah. 
that was a great kind of Texas toast breakfast sandwich. We've, what was that? We've been seeing these food trucks parked in that parking lot ahead of these uh, ahead of race events for uh, for a couple last couple of races, and we may talk about them later on in a, in a different episode. But we finally saw them actually open and serving food, and we grabbed a little quick breakfast there on mm-hmm. our way into the corral area and yeah. it was fantastic it was we'll we'll get back to you guys on name and everything mm-hmm. else this is not the food part of the show <laughs> but so we did that we headed into the into the uh main area and again just like any other event they had photo ops they had tons of porta potties yes that they, they are well oiled machines as far as that goes yes so i felt very good about that and we ran into hashtag Scotty G from the BR Guest Podcast. We sure did. So it, I, I just, my only regret about that is that we didn't get a selfie with him. But I believe that later on this week, I will post in our feed, our social media feeds, a race photo, a finish, a finish line photo that happens to incorporate both of us and hashtag Scotty G. Yes. So I'm just saying. An unintentional. Unintentionally, but great. So the regret, and then we recovered. Indeed. That's all I'm saying. So so we we got there, and you had a specific strategy. Yeah. I wanted to warm up in the first mile. I wanted to warm up in the first mile, and then I just – I just wanted to be true to my interval the entire way after I warmed up. And at water stops, that's challenging because people tend to, it's very awkward to to try and grab water and then keep going. Especially when the water stop becomes a kind of a choke point on the race course, regardless of where it's at. I think no matter what, it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a choke point. You get a little bit of a traffic jam, no matter what you do. It doesn't, but, and that's no one's fault no, at all. No, just the volume of people. It's just the volume of people going through it, and then actually trying not to spill the water as you grab it and walk on by. So. That uh, so that was my strategy. Is you were with me the entire time, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm always grateful for for that. And hey, can we back up even before we started the race? That that was a strategy I had in mind the whole time, and it worked out very well for us. But in the corrals, we were lucky enough to run into. Bob is 65 and dopey. Yes. And also we were at the, we were migrating to uh, the start and we caught a glimpse of. Well, we got to say hi to Mike Rallman. Like from afar. Not that far. We got to say hi to each other. We were separated by a few corrals. No, it ended up being one fence. One fence, but we were several cross behind him. Oh, we were like you're, in a I'm sorry, you're, talk, shape. you're talking about running groups. Yeah. Corrals. Or start groups. Start groups. The S1. We're getting S2, to that. S3. We're getting to that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. But he, yeah, we ran into him. We ran it and we, we caught up with uh, another friend of ours as well. Yes. So. Yeah. And 
I will say that the race announcers were energetic and fun. Carissa's always great. Yeah. But they really, I mean, like the speakers, when you're close to the speakers, you may go deaf. <laughs> My ears are still like, ringing. And that's that. not the fault of the announcers. I just think they need to like, I don't even know what. They could have turned the speakers a down. Little a little bit. The, the speakers that are away from the stage, they could have turned them down a little bit. And a little. People just would a have, hair. People would have, I think, been a little more pleasant because everybody standing around us was take that plugging a, their ears. and Take that with a grain of salt for somebody who's like ha, has a mic in front of her and is shouting into the void. So, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We strategy on the course was a warm up in the first mile and then you wanted to keep to your interval and your interval was 624 624 or a 1 to 4 ratio of running to walking mm-hmm. and this i think is your golden ratio we've talked about that before mm-hmm. it just works so well for you that 1 to 4 ratio yeah and with this course i think that you had some really great opportunities to to exploit the terrain to your advantage but there's, in key parts. There's some terrain that is tough no matter what you do. Well, and this is where I was going to say this race course, this was a new course this year. Mm-hmm. So the event was basically a, a bit of a loop. The course was a bit of a loop, and it starts in the parking lot of Epcot, it went out onto the main roads and it was basically, I jokingly said, this is the race to the overpass because you basically had a couple of overpasses and a couple of uh, off ramps. And then you were done for the, for the street portion. You ended up with, Five minutes, ten minutes, five minutes tops inside of uh, Hollywood Studios, and we came in a different way. And we came in a different way. Well, well, you come in the same way, but then we we instead of turning left to go behind the Hollywood Tower Hotel, we, we passed by Rock and Roller Coaster, veered to the right by yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster. Yes, which is great. Yeah, and, I loved it. and there's also a, a new Cars ride over there that we have not done yet. Oh, it's like the Cars experience, whatever Something that like is. That. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't done that one yet. It's fun. We did get a little bit of the uh, the Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Loved that. And then you immediately hang the left and you exit the park. And then you end up by the boardwalk and yacht club and beach club resorts and, and that area is very narrow mm-hmm. i do i always find it very funny I, by the time you get out of hollywood i think if especially if you're not a person who runs the entire thing mm-hmm. i think at that point it's it, it should be your your elbow throwing and weaving ought to be done at that point on some of those sidewalks, it's really hard. You gotta. Mm, it gets narrow. Tough. You can't do any kind of catch up or speed, or it's very challenging in that for a back of the pack type runner. Yeah, that, and I'm just saying that because I do notice there's always a handful. 
of people who are just at that point, they're going to come from behind at that point in and the race. And you don't know. In all fairness, it could be that they were at a character stop for a long time and now they're trying to make up for it or, or catch up to a you friend. You never know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying that area right there. Mm-hmm. It's really tight. Do yourself a favor if you're running the Disney races. Once you get outside of the park and you're by the water, mm-hmm. tell yourself, I'm going to use this as, a, as an area to rest. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the bridge where it widens out. Brisk walking. Go for it. Then bring yeah, it on. Exactly. Yeah. Just but. saying. It's a beautiful sunrise over the water at the Epcot area resorts. And that's also the thing. I don't like rushing that part of the race. That's so pretty. Mm. And then if you're when you when you go from there over towards the uh, well, we didn't do the boardwalk. Really. Right. We went straight to the uh, yacht Epcot club. Epcot back back of the yeah. So the finish was really great. It, we got to stop before the finish because, like, we're not in it for time, right? And take a picture with Carissa. Yes. And her fellow announcer read our race shirts front and back. Yes. Which was super cool. And shouted me out as a kilted runner. I think Yay! I was the first kilted runner to cross the finish line. Yay. That so day. that was great. So it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. I, I think that the race course, uh, this was a, a, a new course. I don't know yeah. that this was my favorite course. It's a lot of time on the road. A lot of time on the road. Time road. And the road parts, they did a nice job of including screens for entertainment, mm-hmm. DJs. That all worked really well. Mm-hmm. It's your green army men. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. stuff. You uh, love that. Uh, when I'm on, okay, there are on this race course, I mentioned it. There's basically some straight, straight flat roadway and then two off ramps. Mm-hmm. And that's really about it that we, that you have on the road, but the off ramps are at a pretty steep pitch. And well, they're you just very feel long, uneven. You feel and, uneven the whole time you're doing them, and so that's another area of the race. It chokes. It mm-hmm. gets very crowded, and yeah. and you do get some people who sometimes decide that they're gonna. That's the time, not the straight flat part. No, no, they're gonna pass on the uh, on the inclined, tilted curve. Seems dangerous it's, to me. It's not the best choice. Safety first, people. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, I don't and, know. I and, mean, and, you know, applause if you can do it. If Yeah. But again, remember your race etiquette. Of course. So just naturally, say. Naturally. But, but. so I'm going to be curious if they keep this course. Yeah. Going forward. I don't think a lot of the runners and stuff I've read online, I don't think they were huge fans. It just wasn't, a, they wanted more time in the parks. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see if they change that up. Agreed. However, I really like the, the metal. And the shirt color this yes. year. Yeah, they did this year, and this was part of the reason I was a little, also a little put off that we didn't get a chance to get our shirts. They did a great job with the artwork this year. For, oh, yes. For the shirts and the medals. Well, the ones that we actually got as part of our race entry fee, they were great. They, I really like the green that they chose. Yes. That green, that light green color. That they chose. They they got they got a they got us some other colors mm-hmm. than wine and gray. Yeah. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, I, I I 
do enjoy my wine and gray shirts from the old wine and dine races, but it's nice to get some other stuff. And they did a great job. And our medal is, this is one of my favorite medals that we've gotten from Disney, period. This really harkens back to the very beginnings of Disney animation Mm. because it's Oswald. Yeah, and look, he, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and he moves. And 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 the, the metal has a moving complication. Yeah, because he, he slides forward as if he's running. And that is really great. I like the gold background. I like the blue accents and the Epcot a spaceship earth in the background there's a little bit of an iridescent touch to it mm-hmm. and and the metal the the background of the metal has the satiny quality to it that's really nice this, i like it this is one of my favorite metals they've ever done and i like that the ribbon says walt disney world 50th too. they are celebrating the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. so it's kind of a thing there so yay I think winning. I think we won even more so at the after party when we had the beer, which we did a Facebook Live or we no, we did Instagram. We did Instagram Live yes. and it was it was not our favorite. The three caballeros, they can bring back any time. But I loved that we were there enjoying the snack box which had the cheese. They brought it back. Again, we we had the, thank goodness we had the fake cheese in the snack box. The snack box they do you, you don't little things you don't think about that they change from year to year yeah. and from race to race. Yeah, and they got this one right. They got the snack box right. The beer, not our favorite. No, but the people we met, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Run, run, eat Disney. Run, run, uh, run, eat, drink Disney. Oh, Emily, I'm butchering your handle. We'll get it right in the show notes. Yeah. I am just, yes. I It, it will happen. It will, yes. Now it's going to kill me. So, but Ryan runs Disney, we also met. Yes. So, to see so many runners throughout the weekend. And fellow podcasters. And fellow podcasters. It's like, I just... A Disney runner homecoming of sorts. Yes. So... And now, I say that, even though this is not our... This is not the race for us. We are pretty in the bag for the wine and dine half marathon weekend. But... Okay, it's... Run, eat Disney. Run, eat Disney. She's she's like on it like a dog on a bone. She's like, I've got to get this right. Run, eat Disney. Yeah, there she is. Yep. She so, pulled it up on her phone. And she's got like underscores in between the words. So there you go. Check her out. Yeah. It was great. She walked right up to us. She's like, yeah, I follow you. You follow me. It's great. We had a beer together and toast and uh, Ryan runs Disney. We saw him in his like Prince gear. Yes. Running. And like a Prince Charming kind of thing. Yeah, and he had a beer with us. It was great. So it, it was just meeting people this particular weekend was just so amazing. And doing the live from Epcot and having Moosehead with Rhonda Lee virtually. Since she couldn't be here. Was we also had to, amazing. Since she couldn't leave Canada. Right. We had to go to Canada. And we had to be Canada adjacent. 
and and we went to Canada in Epcot and had mm-hmm. Canadian beer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. So, so. this race weekend, uh, it's been a while since we've been back. What did you think overall? I, th- I thought the course is was different. And going forward, I'll be interested to see if they incorporate more of the parks, which I would like if they can, if they can. I loved the the color of the race shirt that was included. I love the medal. I just think they got to get more swag and overcome the challenges of the fast the, the past couple of years. That's what I think. You? I think that the marathon weekend is back. And I, for me, it was about the people. Absolutely, uh, marathon weekend is back. The event felt like it was very well organized mm-hmm. the agreed merchandise situation needs to be addressed the race course is always a moving target and is likely to change from year to year i think that that will improve or change yeah it all depends on construction things like that always yeah. so i i'm not really going to hold that that too much against them i think that the uh on course entertainment was great so no complaints there at all. Yeah. Had a blast. Yeah. Had an absolute blast. And of course, this uh, one of the strongest years for artwork in terms of the shirts and medals by far. I would they say They did yes. a great job. Mm-hmm. It made us hungry. Oh boy, did it. It really did. And we we destroyed our hunger uh, after this, this race. Oh, um, yeah. You we- guys have heard us talk over the years about... When we go up to Disney, a lot of times we don't stay on property, but we do stay adjacent to the property Mm -hmm. at the Bonnet Creek Resorts. And we tend to stay uh, either over at the Hilton there or the Waldorf. Mm -hmm. They're both Hilton properties. And believe it or not, everybody hears the name Waldorf. They're like, ooh, snooty. But actually, you can catch... Some good deals. Over really good deals. It's one of those hidden gems like people don't know about. And it just depends on when you make the reservation and if you're always looking. Shout out to Meg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like running uh, just telling us the tips. And keep yeah, keep checking even after you've booked it. Yeah. So you can catch some really good deals over there. Yeah. And we decided to stay over there at the Waldorf. We caught a good deal. Mm-hmm. And we've stayed there a couple of times. And there at the Waldorf, there they've got a high-end steakhouse oh, on property. And that's yeah. called Bull and Bear. Oh. And we've looked at it over the years. And a lot of times we're, we'll go up there on, on a race weekend. And maybe we've been doing a, we're, that weekend. We're planning on doing a plant-based weekend. So we don't go off plan. Same thing when we were 2021. on. 2021. Yeah. When we were doing the 75 hard challenge, or in my case, the 150 hard challenge, mm-hmm. I, I we didn't go off plan. Yeah. So we'd see it and we go, oh, I, this would be amazing. We, mm. We've got to put this on our list. We want to go check this out. And we finally, uh, we actually went up and we stayed there at the holidays. Uh, we were there for Christmas. And we actually got to pop into Bull and Bear for breakfast that morning and get coffee. It was like a buffet kind of continental thing. And it was, we got to look at it and we're like, oh, this is beautiful. Like kind of the the elegant dark wood, uh, old money feel. 
And we're like, okay, this will be like a big celebratory meal. Mm-hmm. And that's what we decided to do for this race because it's a, it's a big return. It's a big race weekend. So we made the reservation in advance. A long time in advance. Yes. The queen of reservations here was able to score it. I am not the queen of uh, reservations. A, I just got lucky. A couple of months in advance. So. so we ended up eating at Bull and Bear. Shout out to our serving team, Tony, Jeff, and Javier, as well as the assistant manager. He, they were incredible. Absolutely. From beginning to end, we were pampered. They were attentive. They knew the menu inside out and gave us history. Yes, great history. And this this hotel, of of course, the Waldorf Astoria is is famous for service. Famous for service, famous for luxury. And then this restaurant originated at their New York location. Yeah. So it's it's not really a chain per se. No. But they have a couple of locations at Waldorf True. Hotels. So we indulged in a big way. Well, no. We did, but that indulgence is for the drink portion. Okay, we're so exploring. We're exploring a lot of food. The food. We're exploring a lot of food. You see how we're doing? Let's let's talk about this food. Because okay. you, you've got photos pulled up. This is just... Mm. I'm this is for the if you've been if you came to us during our uh because of our plant-based coverage we love it understand that we 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 are not full-time plant-based so tonight is not going to be about the plant-based stuff no it's not we started our meal it's really with a couple of appetizers oh my goodness and this was my first time having Wagyu beef, other than like like a, in a burger. Ah, oh. so we had Wagyu carpaccio, which this meal you you want. It's like big celebration, retirement, this big is, milestone kind of thing. Yes, this Just is to preface all of this. Absolutely, a dark wood darkly lit white tablecloth special occasion meal you have a team of people at your every whim yes so it is com- it, just to preface that yeah the wagyu carpaccio uh thin cut wagyu seasonal shaved truffles and 18 month shaved parmesan Reggiano cheese, pushed egg yolk, and, and I, I, I can't even pronounce what it was served with. Served with wheel de brick? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know because I was just, it, I mean, like the egg yolk is like dusted on top of the meat. And the Parmesan is little squares with the mushroom sitting on top. The, the truffle. The yeah okay for those that are not familiar wagyu beef of course is like a super high grade of uh, Japanese uh, beef that is raised with a very specific diet. They're actually fed sake. These these cows develop tons of intramuscular fat, so the marbling is out of this world, 
And the carpaccio traditionally is served raw. Yeah. And this was a traditional preparation. And this Wagyu beef, the best way I could describe it is that it was, it, it looked like beef. And when it hit your tongue, it began to melt. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that as an exaggeration, like, yeah. oh, it's melt in your mouth. No, no. There's so much intramuscular fat that the heat from your tongue begins to melt the meat. And you get this just savory, unctuous flavor of beef that is so pure and so incredible. It's great. The shaved truffle. A lot of people will have truffle oil on things. When you have the actual shaved black truffle, you're getting that it's not as pungent as mm. truffle oil. It's mm. it's a little more muted and you're getting the texture of that, of that mushroom. Oh. And I, I think you get that earthiness and that funk. Yeah, you do. And I am a sucker for Parmesan. Oh, and I know you are too. I love a, like a Parmesan that is not, uh, I mean, it had some heft to, the shave mm-hmm. so that it was just the texture was great and it was the saltiness of the cheese and i just they served it with frites yes. so that you wrap them the all of those things that we have been describing around the frite and let's talk about the frites shall we because frites is a fancy word for fries fries okay okay these are hand-cut fries. This is going to be like a really long episode. And they are actually, they, these are twice fried, at least twice fried. Yes, they're super crispy. Super crispy. And they fry them. And these are horrible for you. Again, oh, yeah. I'm just, this is not a helpful meal. No. But they, they are actually fried in beef tallow. Oh, my God. It, it was so good. And it had a variety of sauces. Like a Bernays, like a peppercorn, uh, like a peppercorn. Uh, like gravy. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not really gravy. Mm-mm. Like it wasn't hot. No. But. Oh. Yeah, it looked like that. But. Oh, God. I was just saying. I believe yeah. it was a house made ketchup. Mm-hmm. So, so good. That was insane. Yeah. That was how we started things. Yeah. Then we moved on to our second uh appetizer yeah and this was a something called a pasta explosion which was small so it was picture just three ravioli that's a yeah three very very small round ravioli with squares of parmesan on the top and cracked black pepper and a creamy kind of buttery sauce yes uh, uh what what can i say and it was filled with pata negra which is uh the iberico ham Ugh. which are those special blackford pigs uh, from spain that are fed a steady diet of acorns wow okay and, well the pasta par- was great and parmesan the, the pasta amazing it was just per- perfectly cooked. And house made, oh, of course, house, house made, made pasta. pasta. That's, 
Yeah. Let's be clear. Okay. It was so good. You got this perfect little purse of the meat and cheese. And yeah. you, and it was it was the most amazing ham and cheese flavor. Yeah. That was elevated beyond any kind of ham and cheese sandwich. Mm. That that oh. it was so good. You just my mouth's watering as we're talking about it. it was, it's crazy. So it was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And, and salad. And then we had salad. We had Caesar salad. I'd like to say that we had a healthy option. We had well, salad, no. but no. These uh, the team comes out and they have it's a whole table side one setup. gentleman and he it's all he does Javier. Javier. And he's rocking the Caesar salads mm. and making the dressing table side. Oh my god! Fresh. In the bowl before the, bowl. the lettuce even hits the bowl, and just ah, uh. tosses. And then once once that's done, then then tossing the lettuce and then adding the shaved cheese and the croutons. Mm, so good. And again, everything's fresh. There's there's. There's the the classic preparation with your your roasted garlic and mm. your your anchovy lemon. and lemon and egg yolk and he's making the emulsion right there and just wow oh. and the uh, and you so know, squirt of lemon give it that acidic pop and it was just wow. absolutely breathtaking to watch them prepare this. It was so good, and that's a salad. And that's a salad. And that's a salad. Main course. <gasps> Let's okay. talk main courses. Well, listen, we went to a steakhouse and I didn't know <laughs> that I would fall in love with and say that the best thing was the mashed potatoes and fried chicken. Oh, you are, you're skipping to the fried chicken. Okay. Of course. Well, no. Okay. So we came and, and we're very ambivalent about what to get. And our server says, you want the fried chicken. It's like a, a Jedi moment from Star Wars when he's like, you don't you don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. Yeah. You don't just want the steak. You want the fried chicken and mashed potatoes too. Yeah, because he didn't talk us out of the steak. He said, listen, he goes, you could go for a really big steak and we can, we'll bring it out. We'll, we'll, we'll cut it up table side for you. He says, we can prepare a split. We can do... Uh-huh. We can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let's just trust. Trust that you guys are not going to steer us wrong. And boy, did they not steer us wrong. A Delmonico ribeye. Ribeye steak. Bull and bear fried chicken with Yukon gold mashed potatoes. Foie gras gravy. Uh, Yes, we ordered a lobster tail. As a side, as an addition, and creamed corn, and we had foie gras also. Yeah, that was actually a side. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, their Delmonico <laughs> steak, dry aged, just absolutely cooked to perfection beefy, at what, whatever temperature you want. Be yeah, beefy perfection. There's really only one great answer, which is get it medium Game rare, rare, and they're cutting it right off the bone and and plating it up for you table side it's a show 
It is. It and, really is. And they're, they serve it with a roasted head of garlic that's basically been, had the top cut off and you you they coat it in olive oil salt so pepper good. and roast it and then you have this you have the the garlic and you can spread the garlic either on your bread you could spread the garlic on your you know, have it with your steak there's no wrong answer no the steak was absolutely perfect it was perfect it from was from beginning to end meaty it was the cook temperature was great it wasn't like a grainy it was just <sighs> That is absolutely the if you're perfect going, fat to meat ratio. Yeah, and, and actually, you could argue it, it was a totally different beef experience than having the wagyu. Mm. The wagyu texturally is yes. nothing like, the, and it's different the in the carpaccio. What raw reason, versus cooked presentation? Yeah, presentation's totally different. But the star of the show, I, and I'm with you. I Are loved you? the steak, but the star of the show, oh boy, was their fried chicken. It was amazing. And I think like for the patrons, we can throw up because they, we recorded on video. They were very, very kind and accommodating yes. for us to let us record the things. Complete, the the way that they prepared our plates, mm -hmm. we totally have it on video and they talk about the process for the fried chicken, which I don't even... I can't. Their process for the fried chicken is three days. I can't tell you. It's amazing. And it involves it involves preparing the chicken, brining the chicken, and then the preparation on day three where for they're the actually cooking and, and cooking. doing the breading. Oh. The fried chicken had to be some of the juiciest, most flavorful fried chicken I've ever had. 100% of the wait staff were like, we have great steaks you must have but you've got to get the fried chicken mm -hmm. it and it and honestly so they were so right their yukon gold so mashed good. potatoes we were doing the research on the show we actually start looking into this online there were some people the, the mashed potatoes actually are a little bit controversial because some people don't like how velvety and smooth they are i did and they told us right up front that these potatoes are pushed through a sieve to get that consistency of this just perfect, silky, golden, buttery. I'm a mashed potatoes person. And yes, you certainly are. Because anytime she's even got like a sniffle, she's like, get me a mashed potatoes from the store. And, and or like, do you want me to make them? No, I want them in one of those like bowls that like, or a KFC bowl. Yeah. Or, and, and so I like it's a, a comfort good, food. I like a good chunky mashed potato, but this was also amazing. A silky smooth mashed potato has its place. And if you pair it perfectly with like a perfect bite of the fried chicken with the gravy, the foie gras gravy. Okay. So that foie gras gravy, that's another thing. Foie gras, of course, being goose liver. I believe that the goose liver is added to the pan drippings from the chicken. Oh my gosh. And then you've got this I combination yeah. of, you know, then they make their roux and they make their gravy after that. It added that extra depth of flavor to it because it didn't have an overtly foie gras flavor. No. You know, there was no no gaminess or it no... It was gravy. It was... It was some of the richest chicken gravy. It was just a rich gravy flavor. It wasn't like, oh, it was like a, 
it wasn't unusual. No, there was nothing was, that would tip you off to there being like organ meat in, in right. that of any kind. It was comforting, 100%. And then uh, the creamed corn mm. was ridiculous. Mm. Again, that's a creamed corn, creamed spinach are very traditional American steakhouse sides. And this was different than, say, what we had at Charlie's. Charlie's did a... a uh, fire roasted corn yeah first the, here they did not so it was smokier there it was creamier here yes i think all amazing mm-hmm. so yes i vote yes and, and then we had a, a side of seared foie gras oh uh, yeah as well well you know and again go if big you, or go if, home if, if you've never had foie gras uh, go big before you go home yeah <laughs> <laughs> in this particular one or instance you you we couldn't, we went big and then we could barely walk to our room. Well, at least we were in the hotel. That's true. We didn't have far to go. <laughs> the The foie gras, if you've never had it, it's it's an interesting texture and flavor. It is. I am not a fan of chicken liver. I am not a fan Mm-mm. typically of organ meats no. in spite of my, my Scottish heritage. Of course. That said, I <laughs> do really enjoy foie gras. And whether it was Shannon preparing it at Nevermind Awesome Bar Nudery here in Cape Coral, or now our friends up here at Bull and Bear. Hello. The creaminess and the richness is just absolutely stellar. Javier, Antoine, Jeff, Tony. Oh, they're all amazing. So... This meal from beginning to end, we also ended the night with an amazing dessert uh-huh. and we're going to be sharing the dessert for patrons, uh, patron uh-huh. content. And uh-huh. we have some great video and photos of that. This meal to me was 10 out of 10. Oh yeah. It, it's definitely one on the pricier side. It's, Just don't eat all day. Yeah. The, we literally starved ourselves ahead of this meal. We did. And we didn't regret a thing. Yeah. Total experience. Mm. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Would recommend time and time again. Special occasion meal. 100%. Mm -hmm. But before we go on and tell you about the amazing drinks, we do want to say thank you to our patrons of the show. Yes. If you go to patreon.com slash runny drink podcast, we have a patronage program set up there so that people can support the show and help us to continue to bring you the absolute best in runcationing, whether it's races, food, or beverage. Yes. And there you will find not one, not two, not three, but now six different levels. Yes, we have been teasing it for how long now? Months? I know, like a whole year. About how we were going to add <laughs> some additional levels. We've had people asking us for additional yes. levels of support, and we are so excited to be bringing those levels finally. So we have the uh, fan founder and insider, our three traditional levels that begin at $2, $5, and $10. But yes. for those that want an elevated experience, we have accomplish, explore, and indulge, much like our shirts say. Yes, and that those levels of patronage include some very unique benefits, including uh, production credits on the show, mm-hmm. custom business cards indicating your affiliation with the show, and even something that you named the red carpet swag bag yeah. yeah 
So if you would like to become a patron and help us continue to grow the show, get to amazing places to run, eat, and drink. Mm. All you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash runningdrinkpodcast and pick the patronage level that's right for you. If you want more of the show that you love, the runcationing show you love, head on over to patreon.com slash runningdrinkpodcast or in the Podbean app, you can... Become a patron. The exact same levels are there. There's a button, a reward button in the top right corner of the app. You can subscribe there. Genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, we thank everyone for all the different ways that you support and are part of our Runcation Nation and the Runny Drink Podcast. Let's talk drinks. Yeah. I love literally everything about this restaurant and their <laughs> their bar game is is on, no different it's on point it's off the chain as like our <laughs> as the kids would say the food network people i i can't even i don't even okay <laughs> we had several craft cocktails well we weren't driving we were at our hotel that was an advantage yes so that we could imbibe safely yes full transparency and we wanted and when we were there for several hours mm-hmm. so this was not just you know hurry up we get watched, our meal we watched fireworks from the windows we, oh yes we, we did have a dynamite view we did have a killer view so, there yeah. there let's talk their bar game because oh. i was so impressed with the first drink that they brought out and this is one called the smoking bowl and this is their take on a smoked old fashioned, but it incorporates things that you you wouldn't typically see in an old fashioned. So yeah, it, they first of all the presentation of this thing is just stellar. It's there's a bowl on the table, a glass. It comes, they roll out a table for this drink for this drink, and it's a glass sculpture of a bowl. Yeah, that's hollow. Oh. And it's full of the the cocktail itself, and yeah, and then they they are smoking the cocktail in the bowl, and as they pour it, the smoke's coming out of the bowl. Mm. This has is a combination of Michter's bourbon, vermouth, vermouth, Antica formula vermouth, wow, house vanilla pepper syrup. B&B Signature Bitters. And they say, experience our classic B&B old-fashioned, smoked and served tableside in a beautiful decanter. Serves up to four. They made us a scaled-down, smaller version and still did the main presentation. It was so good. Smoke, vanilla, a little bit of spice. Woodsy. I this to me is it, is a is an amazing smoked old fashioned. Yeah, it it was great. The presentation was great. The beverage was great. I have no complaints. All the praise, and we didn't stop there. 
No, and I was also going to say their choice of Michter's bourbon. I think that's a great oh, choice. You know, I really wanted to go to their distillery when we were in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And Michter's their their bourbons have a great spiciness to them. I think because of their mash bill, and you end up getting something that that is smooth. Yet it has enough flavor to punch through the other ingredients mm-hmm. in a mixed drink. Yeah, and this was no exception. We also had a sidecar. Now, this is a favorite of yours. You like to get the sidecar when we go to Hotel Bar in Tampa. I do. Oh, it's great. Well, this sidecar had juicy, and I don't even know if I'm going to say this all right, Cognac, Diplomatico Reserve Exclusiva, Cointreau Lemon Juice, and Local Farmed Honey Syrup. And it says... The history of the sidecar is a disputed one spanning three countries and two continents. The prevailing story, however, places the drink's birth in Paris in the early 1920s. When one night an American army captain, known for riding to the bar in his friend's motorcycle sidecar, hence the name, requested a cocktail to warm him up before dinner. Other stories place the drink's origin around the same time in London and New Orleans. Regardless, the sidecar is believed to be the first straight-up sour-style cocktail and hence paved the way for the daiquiri, margarita, and even the cosmopolitan. I love the lemony flavor. I love, I think lemon and honey go together like hand and glove. Yes. And it's just... A delightful, citrusy, sweet, but not too sweet cocktail. Yeah, I think that you get the, the nice citrus notes between the, the, the Cointreau, the lemon juice, that sweetness from the honey, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a smoothness to the cognac that yeah. it, it's, it's in the background. Yeah. Really balanced, just this this is just in a, in a very well presented cocktail beautiful nice orange color dehydrated orange wheel and uh, a little rim mm. I, I just I, yeah if this is if it's true the way they they are talking about the evolution or the history of the sidecar i could see it paving the way for the daiquiri and not not a not, a not the frozen daiquiri, daiquiri but no, more no. like a hemingway daiquiri yeah Mm-hmm. I, we I had could it at see Santiago's that. Bodega. We yes. had a daiquiri like that at Santiago's Bodega early on in the podcast. But I think that your your favorite was the gold smoke. Well, it, this was a, a, a really unique one. I am a fan of mezcal. I know. And they had something on the menu. It just it, it has a beautiful photo. It sounded really interesting, and I was looking for something after the after the meal, and they were offering this drink called the Gold Smoke, and it's a combination of Mexcal, Basacal, Bonal Apertif, and Drambuie. Mm. And their description in the menu reads, the perfect smoked cocktail made from Durango MX's small distillery Mezcal that uses the uniquely delicate agave Cinizo, the gold smoke is the quintessential aperitif. Mm, after dinner. Yeah. Digestive. 
According to popular myth, the mezcal drink was created when a lightning bolt struck an agave plant, thereby heating the plant and releasing its sweet juice. For this reason, the liquid was called the elixir of the gods, and it was added to French aperitifs in the late 1800s to to stimulate gastric juices and promote appetite. Drambuie was later introduced into the recipe, and the gold smoke was registered as a trademark by 1893. There's history. Yeah, and I I wanted to try something that's got, uh, you're talking over 100 years of history Mm. in the cocktail. This was a very, uh, we had a smoked old-fashioned to begin our meal. Yeah. This was smokier. It was. But that it, is because, because of, of the, the mezcal. mezcal. And mezcal is one of those, a lot of people who like, uh, say, tequilas might like mezcal, but mezcal depends. has a very strong, smoky flavor. Yeah, it depends on your it. palate. And really some does. of them are really strong, Yeah, depending on the brand that you get. Mm. So this one here, it, it absolutely had just a it wasn't overpowering but it was definitely there and Mm. i just loved sipping on this and then it's a sipper it's not you're not no mm. you are not gulping this one i think actually as the ice ball melts in this one it mellows it a good bit which is beautiful which is great oh and the presentation yes it's it's in a uh, a tall well aperitif glass yes and then the ice balls on top and and a little bit of lemon uh like a lemon twist Mm -hmm. it is just it was great to sip and then to be able to, to walk around and take the tour of their wine room which they let us take the tour because the wine room is a private dining room also oh it's a functional wine cellar that's temperature and climate controlled uh, or climate controlled including temperature and and humidity Mm. and they have seating in there uh, for special occasions and parties so they gave us the tour. They showed us some of their wines and other spirits. They actually had spirits mm-hmm. uh, contained in there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to sip on that and just enjoy. And just, again, from beginning to end, I don't think An that, exceptional meal. Yeah. I don't think we could have done better if we had tried. No. I, we just thank them so much for making us an amazing meal the service was impeccable the flavors were amazing and we will remember it for such a long time to come absolutely so as we have said this episode comes out as we are recovering from the donna and remembering our amazing meetup and next week we will bring to you our final training run episode ahead of all of the Donna content that we will have to bring to you and the stories and laughter and love that we will have as a result of returning to the Donna, the 15th anniversary and our first ever big Runcation Nation meetup. And I'm super excited yeah. to to meet our people and accomplish explore and indulge with them in and around the jacksonville area i'm super excited i can't wait so that said if you would do us a favor guys head over to apple podcasts 
give us a rating and review. The algorithm over there not only wants you to give us five stars, and so do we. Oh, yeah. It also sure. wants you to give us five stars recently. <laughs> so if you haven't done it in a while and maybe you want to help us out, yeah. if you'd head over there and give us a rating and review, we would really appreciate it. That helps us get discovered. Yeah. And helps grow our community. Exactly. So we thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever and however you listen. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.